From Labradoodles to Cronuts, the world loves a hybrid. So today, businesses are taking a smarter hybrid cloud approach using the tools, platform, and expertise of IBM. The world is going hybrid with IBM. Visit ibm.com slash hybrid cloud. Don't let it Can't get out of bed. That's the Charlatans song. We are the Sklar Brothers. That is Charlatans. Charlatans, very good. We are the Sklar Brothers, and uh, we are so happy because on today's show, View from the Cheap Seats, we've got Sarah Tiana. She is one of the funniest comedians. We know one of the best roast battlers and roast joke writers, and mm-hmm. she is uh, mm-hmm. knows her sports. She Fun do. to just gab sports with her. It's really great. Um, we'll talk to her about that uh, later, about a ton of great stuff. We're going to get into breaking down Fergie's ridiculous national anthem at the uh, at the All-Star Game, or maybe it was the greatest one ever. Uh, we'll talk about a bunch of other things. Um, and, but first, we're going to touch on this moment that happened. Uh, this is our top take. The moment that happened where the woman from Fox News, I don't even know her name, Laura Ingram. I confuse her with Dr. Laura. <laughs> is that wrong? Person. Is that wrong? It's the same human being. Anytime, and I'm, com- I'm constantly confusing these two people. So essentially she went on a rant, and she's I'm claiming I go on, the, on these rants all the time. It's Laura Ingram. She went on a rant where she essentially said to athletes like LeBron. If well, LeBron was making comments about. About the president. Yeah. Which, by the way, free country, we're allowed to do that. That's one of the great things about America. If you don't like the president, you can voice your dissent. You know who shuts down people voicing their dissent? People who have something to hide and people who don't think that they are capable of being criticized. Well, now she's saying there was no racial intent in her. And, and she her- said, shut up and dribble to these yeah. NBA players. She actually said a lot. Okay, her defense of it is ridiculous. It's almost as bad as what she said. It's almost she said, I've been saying that forever. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm quoting my own thing from my book 19 years ago, Shut Up and Sing. You all know that. Shut no one knows it. <laughs> no one, no one knows Shut Up and Sing. No one read Shut Up and Sing, and even Shut Up and Sing is pejorative. I don't even love the song Shut Up and Dance With Me. Mm-hmm. That's not a great song. You don't tell people to shut up. I tell my kids not to say it to each other, and they do it all the time, and it drives me crazy. So here's the thing that was shut up and dribble is is essentially the same thing that everybody is telling the NFL players. Get up and play. Don't kneel down. You don't have a voice. Stand up. And I, I don't want to hear your – and they I don't say it to hear, actors all the time too. I don't want to hear this. What as, makes them what, – what are the qualifications that are different from LeBron than for the president? None. What has he done before By this? By the way, LeBron What is, gives him the right to have po- political views? None. This is what happens when you – this is what she said. This is what happens when you attempt to leave high school a year early to join the NBA. Keep the political commentary to yourself or as someone once said, shut up and dribble. So I, this – this is you, – you can say it's not racially charged. You you can say that, but there was a parenthetical. I wrote in 2003 N-word. a New York Times bestseller called Shut Up and Sing, she said on her show on February 16th. I've used that very – How about you just shut up? Yeah. How about How, you, you just, just shut, shut up. the hell up? You have no right. By the way, LeBron James is unlike Charles Barkley, and I love Barkley, but unlike Charles Barkley, said, I want to be a role model. I Kids see me as a role model. I have – Tons of Twitter followers. I have tons of people who follow everything that I he do. Is and a guy I'm who, accepting the responsibility. He is a guy who who came from not a lot, mm-hmm. and he has made himself into single mom. Raised this kid up, and I think in his own brain, he said to himself, "I 
don't want people to go through without whatever guidance I had or didn't have growing up. And he did have some great guidance growing up. He had a great – if you saw that special that, that – uh, the, boy, the boys club coach who coached that team all the, the way up through the, high school, coach through the high school years was, was an, a, an unbelievable presence in LeBron's life. Plus he had other people that were in his life, and so he was lucky in that way. And he said, I want to be that person to other people. I'm not saying LeBron is a perfect guy. We're not saying he is the only person who can be a role model, but he certainly qualifies – he qualifies. He made him. He he did more for his life. He's made more money out of where he came from to where he ended up than Donald Trump has. When you think about it, mm-hmm. and he's a media mogul, and he's he worked, got like four TV shows on right now. He's built up an empire. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's on the back of what he's been able to do as a phenomenal athlete. That's the thing that's made him famous. And upon that, he has been able to create all those other things, all the other opportunities of his life. But it is a skill and it is a talent. It's something the Kardashians don't have. They don't have a skill or a talent that's that world class and that high level. No. And yet we listen to them. So why can't these guys say what they want to say about politics? If you don't like it, you can say don't listen to it. You can tell other people who are your fans to be like, hey, well, I don't he, agree with this comment that he made. And I, but he's allowed to say it because we're in America. That's a free country. When you start squashing people's opinions just because they're different than yours, then you are making it a totalitarian society that is no longer a democracy. And I would say – and I, I'm not even telling you to shut up and not talk about basketball. You want to talk about basketball and make whatever mistake you're going to make when you talk about basketball? Go ahead. Say it. By the way, he didn't leave high school early. No. He finished high school, you fucking dummy. You dumb idiot. And we're allowed to say you're a dumb idiot. A, because you are a dumb idiot. And you are allowed to have that opinion and say it on the air. We're allowed to say you're a dumb idiot. You can turn around to LeBron and say, I disagree with you. You sound like an idiot. I'm not a fan. You sound stupid. You're allowed to say that, but you're not allowed to say shut up. Because the second you silence people, that's when you start to become undemocratic. So our message to you. Dr. Laura. Is it Dr. Laura? I still can't tell. You're a dumbass. You're a dumbass with a mouthpiece. And you deserve all the negativity that comes your way right now for doing that. You deserve the backlash. Now, you're not going to get it from your fans, but you're going to get it from the rest of the world. And I got news for you. The NBA is where it's at. The NBA is an organization that went down to Charlotte and it said, we're not going to have our all-star game there because you have these fucked up bathroom laws. They're woke. They're They're woke woke as fuck. You're woke as fudge. Vanilla fudge. Get out of here. Before we come back, uh, we'll we'll pay some bills and then we'll come back. Pay some bills. This is The Hurt by Cat Stevens. Uh, Sarah Tiana on the show. Sarah Tiana on the flip side. Enjoy it. We'll be back. I was looking. I was on my way. Until I got hurt. Until I got hurt. Hey, everybody, it's Elaine Welteroth, and I'm hosting a new podcast called Built to Last by American Express, where we will dive deep into the stories, history, and continued legacy of small businesses that shape American culture. Our debut season will focus on Black-owned small businesses that need our support now more than ever. In each episode, we feature the story of a Black business trailblazer that has inspired a modern Black-owned business. First up is Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck turned restaurant, Slutty Vegan. We'll also chat with Hanifa Muemba, the cutting edge designer behind the Hanifa 3D digital fashion show. Plus, we'll check in with Issa Rae, our modern day renaissance woman. We hope that it encourages all of our listeners to support these businesses as well as the black owned businesses in your own communities. Tune in for these amazing stories and others on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. 
Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't want to do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash EMC. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. View from the Cheap Seats. So happy to have our friend on. She knows so much about sports. She was on our sports comedy pilot that we did for uh, Comedy Central a while back. And she's just, she's really like so fun just to, to. We just are, we want her to come on the podcast just an excuse to hang out. Just with to her. hang out with her. Please welcome, uh, the, I would say, Roast Battle Queen, Sarah Tiana. Hi, oh, Sarah. Thank you. Are you Hi. a semi finalist? Roastest with the mostest. That's yeah, what I you, call myself. Uh, on the first televised tournament that was in Montreal, I remember we were at, in Montreal that weekend mm-hmm. and, and doing shows ourselves. I ran every one of my jokes by you. I loved it. You <laughs> let us come behind the curtain and yeah. we tried to give you a few things. This is what I love about yeah. you is like we gave you a couple of like yeah. tiny tags that you then used Absolutely. live pre, pre-fight that you got Earl Skakel off his game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, you got yeah. him off his game because oh, yeah. they, you were great. You were great. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't run the ones by Mike Lawrence by you, and I feel like that's why I lost. Oh, man, he's tough. He's so tough to the He's robot. tough. Yeah, if I... anybody could go up against him, it's you. It's so, it's yeah. comedy pugilism and, like, the gra- verbal violences. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's new Moses jokes. Is. you got to remember new jokes and you got to hit them. Yeah, right people right. don't realize that, like, you have 10, 15 jokes Swimming around in your brain, and you're just picking. That's it. But it would be. Out. But it would be like a team going to the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. and Say, suddenly saying, "Forget new- everything we did this whole year. We're going to run a box and one now." Right. And you're like, "Wait, we haven't studied that defense." Right. And maybe you run it to perfection. Mm-hmm. But maybe you don't. Kind of like what Alabama did against Georgia in the I, second half. I, I know. It was my, very weird. So I but know that's you're, the best way to do it. You're a huge George Dogs uh, football fan and Georgia sports. Just Tickle. all mm-hmm. huge, huge fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that must have been really hard. First of all, you must have loved the playoff because that, first of all, the game oh. against Oklahoma, in my opinion, that was, was the all game. I cared about. That was the game. That, that was, was the game. I wish that was the national championship game yeah. because it felt like it. To me, your championship game against Alabama was like, oh, this is another SEC game. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. But, like, why does the rest of the country give a shit? It doesn't. Nobody. I would have much rather seen that Oklahoma, Oklahoma versus. Look, and Alabama won because they're the best team because they recruit the best players. Now, yeah. Georgia's kind of coming up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a great recruiting season, so we were number one in the in the recruiting draft this year. But, like, I, I mean, if you – whenever I see an Alabama on the – like, a senior on the Alabama team, I'm like, what did you do wrong? Did yeah. you, like, fail? Why are you – yeah. Or did you, did you piss you, off the coach? Yeah. Like, why is there a senior still well, on the team? It's so, you want to hear something crazy, what I heard uh, about Alabama and how they are selling themselves to – they're actually using, like, CTE and sort of how you get banged up. And they're like, we have so many great running backs, we aren't going to run you into the ground. Look at Leonard Fournette, who, by the way, had a great season, Mm -hmm. but was dinged up a little bit for Jacksonville. Okay, they're like, we're not going to run you into the ground. We're actually, you come to Alabama, you're going to be fresh for the NFL. Like, you're as good as you are, we'll make you great, but then you won't get so many reps that you're screwed. That's an unbelievable recruiting tactic out on the trail. Nick Saban, I mean, you got to respect Nick Saban, but I mean, you but don't were have to you like him. okay? No, but were there's you, a reason him and Bill Belichick are friends. Like they are, like the evil soulless empire. douchebags. But they belong together. Who own they it. deserve each other. Yeah. So you, 
so were you, was there shades of the Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl all over again? As you're watching this national championship game, you're like, we're up. What were you up? 13 nothing or no? Uh, yeah. At the half. At the it was half. like 13 nothing, And I was like, everybody who was didn't have a dog in the race yeah. was like, okay. Go Georgia, go. I said, go Georgia, go. But I'm like, Alabama's going to come back and win yeah. this game. Oh, yeah. I but mean, you didn't know how. I don't think. I don't think I didn't uh, I, I didn't expect it to be a blowout. I didn't I mean I fully expected to lose that game. I felt like <laughs> we gave everything we had in Oklahoma and all I wanted to do was beat Baker Mayfield. Like I, mean, I was at the Rose Bowl, I saw him warming up in our end zone before yeah. the game and I was like, Cocky Oh, I hope he hell. trips, I hope he trips. <laughs> I hope he falls like has to swallow his helmet. <laughs> and but, really land uh, on a dick. <laughs> yeah. Land on a dick. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not Tim Tebow. Oh, he wouldn't okay, do that. Yeah. But God. he, yeah, so he was, and he was like catching the ball in our end zone. That was what he was doing during the pre, like, like getting to in the way of our yeah. wide receivers who it. were practicing. And then he ended up catching a pass in that end oh, zone. Oh, that's right. And so I was like, oh, that's why he was practicing. He can say so it. To but, speak. you know, he got what he deserved. <laughs> A loss, and I hope he loses money in the draft. Oh, come on! Do you think he is Johnny Manziel reincarnated, or is he better? His his players seem to respect him more uh, than I think the players respected Johnny. I don't put away your hate. Put put away away your hate hate and and just just objectively judge him as a player. Yeah. um, Okay. Huh, that's hard. I haven't done that okay. before. I actually have never looked I at never him as a human. I never put away my hate. <laughs> well, uh, what, I'm not a true Southern woman up? if I put that away. What's up? Uh, my hate goes with my to-go cup when yeah. I drink and leave <laughs> the party. Yeah, it's my it's my to-go, my ride cup. Yeah, <laughs> my ride cup. Uh, it's the bandana. Uh, yeah, you I don't, don't like it. You know what I mean? <laughs> the old I'm sick for the net, you know, for these you Grab games. your crotch against Kansas. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, Kansas. Yeah. Don't be grabbing your crotch against Kansas. Kansas. That'd be I like know, someone on the Kansas basketball team grabbing their crotch when they played like um, UC Missouri. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, UC Lafayette. Yeah. University of Missouri. I don't know. Yeah. Somebody. But, but it's so so I actually think he may be a good NFL quarterback. I think if he's if he's smart, he tries to say and position himself as I'm the next Russell Wilson or I'm the next Russell Wilson or I'm the next Drew Brees. He should try and be a Drew Brees-esque player. That's where I think he'll succeed because he's only six feet tall, right? Right. And only. So, I mean, so crazy I say, anymore. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy If you're not 6'6", six, six, forget that, it. It's insane. So he's, I don't know how good he's going to be. And I don't know where he gets drafted. Now, yeah. who goes first? Do you think Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen goes first? Ugh. The Rosen one? Yeah, I guess. And if you don't say him, we will say you're anti-Semitic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. You know, we're going to pull that uh, on <laughs> I don't even really know. I really don't know. It's a pretty awesome the, draft. The other, the other part is he could be good or bad depending on what team he goes to. True. Because System. it takes the right coach. I mean, look look what happened with Carson Wentz, right? Or I look mean, what you know what happened with Carson the Rams. Carson Wentz could have been Carson Sean Daly. Sean Bay turned that Jared Goff into a superstar. And nobody thought last year we were like, oh, this Goff kid is not – he's no. probably not going to start next year. You know? uh, I mean, well, but the, the thing is the teams that need Baker Mayfield the most may not have that guy. Like to right. me, Baker Mayfield needs to go to like the Jets – or Baker Mayfield needs oh. to go to even Cincinnati. Like that's Oof. a team that like needs yeah, a guy Andy like Dal- that. I think they're kind of done with Andy. Andy Dalton's Dalton. the best you can do is nine and seven. Get him out of there. Get some new blood in there and see what see what happens. Or I'd love to see him go if he drops a lot. What would be cool? And again, I know you hate him, but like what would be cool for for him would be 
get drafted by Pittsburgh, like in the second round, like at the, or the bottom of the first round or top of the second round, get drafted by Pittsburgh as the guy to take over when Roethlisberger's right. or done. like Green Bay, somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. A Raj, come on. I mean, he is. How much do you love him? He's just the best. Yeah, I mean, he's really the coolest, funny, yeah. and just a like a totally good dude. Jay met him. I did. I met him, and he was a fan of Cheap Seats. Maybe love him even more. <gasps> yes. Yeah. You're like, wow, Adam, song. that's so dope. You're like, do you? We got to get him on this podcast. We're working. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's no, he Sarah, he's no Sarah Tiana. <laughs> yeah, he's got plenty of time. He does. Uh, so the Georgia thing must have sucked, and it reminds you. So are you watching the Super Bowl this year, as I'm <laughs> sure you did, and were you yeah. like feeling it for Philadelphia, going like, here you go. You guys are going to get screwed, too. They're going to come back and beat um, you as well. They almost did. They yeah, almost did. It really seemed like uh, this funny. Po- so uh, I wrote a bunch of jokes for NFL honors. Mm-hmm. And one of them that I wrote that, that oh, let's hear didn't make it that I loved was uh, the Patriots always get to the Super Bowl because they just have so many weapons held up against the heads of referees. <laughs> and I love that. Yes. Come on. What else? What else? Give <laughs> what us some more jokes. Oh, more my from gosh. The NFL now I don't even work. remember. Um, so Riggle hosted it, right? Riggle hosted it. And you guys it. have a new podcast. We have a new podcast called, called Riggle's Picks. I love it. I don't know how he got that. Yeah, it should have been Tiana's. Yeah, Tiana's ticks. Yeah, Tiana's ticks and Red Reels picks. Sorry, so you so that's a good one. Head to um, the heads of the referees. I love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't. Man, now I don't hard. even remember. Most of the ones we were writing for you, weren't we writing ones for you when you went to like some NFL? Oh thing? yeah, the big poppy rose. That the was big when. Big poppy rose. That was, was when so I fun. wrote. Yeah, we talked about. Uh, I told Gronk that he's now officially the second most well hung tight end of Patriots history. Mm, yeah. That Aaron Rodgers right after... would be the first. <laughs> Aaron, 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 Aaron Hernandez Aaron. would be the first. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, you did that. Yeah. Yeah. Joke and oh, how did it do? And then I, oh, yeah, I got groans, and then I was like, "Fuck you, he's a murderer!" <laughs> exactly. Really, you're gonna be on this uh, guy's oh, side? Oh, this is Sorry. what you're gonna groan about? Yeah. I said, "Oh, Anthony Mackie is here tonight because um, we needed somebody to be racist to, and Adam Jones had a game tonight." <laughs> ah! Uh, <laughs> That's oh, they God. all literally they called me a whore for like two hours and, I, and so I opened with by saying y'all are giving me a lot of credit like my list of sexual partners is a lot like Dustin Pedroia it is embarrassingly short. Oh, <laughs> that is a great opener. That is a great joke because you make fun opener. of yourself yes. and you cut him down. And is he yeah. up there? Is he there? Is he in the room? There? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he's he in the had room. gone on. Oh, he went on. You after couldn't me. see him, but he was standing up. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gosh, yeah, uh, man, I'm so mad that I don't remember. Thank you, Dustin. Pedroia, he's here. He's just behind the podium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so on, much where were fun. We? We where were we doing that? There are that? so many with Gronk. I mean, I can't get him to go down on me unless I go, here comes the airplane, um, because he's so young. <laughs> he is a young, he's a young dumb. Little, yeah, uh, I call the Gronk cruise fun. like a... <laughs> Even Jose Fernandez didn't want to go on that oh boat or something like God. that. I don't that remember. It was so like harsh. it was super dark. That yeah. is so dark. But I was like, the <laughs> problem. Funny. The thing is that like people, yeah, like, they don't get mad because I mean, me. you can you can make I can that, get away with yeah, a lot. You're so sweet. You can make those jokes. You can make that joke because uh, there was a lot of cocaine in this. Let's <laughs> let's be a hundred percent honest. Yes. Um. But but I was literally watching that game, and I'm sure you were at a Super Bowl party, and I'm like, the Patriots come back. I know. No. Uh, exactly. I watched them drive back, and I'm like, they're coming. Even when Brandon Graham stripped him, and I'm like, you guys better score here. Right. If you kick a field goal, they're going to come back and tie this game. And they almost threw it in the – like, when you think about the that last pass was not that far off. It bounced around and bounced up in the air, and I'm like, this you had a shot. Yeah, yeah, the hell. Yeah, Yeah. Amendola dove over, and, like, it bounced, but he was right there. It wasn't even like there was no one in position. They knocked it way away. It Mm -hmm. was right there. Yeah. 
I mean, it's, and Brady threw for 500 yards. Have you have it's you insane. seen have you seen Bill Burr? I mean, like, do we know what his <laughs> yeah. attitude is at this point? Like, how who's he mad well, at? I haven't even seen. Oh, he's mad. Well, he's mad. He's at mad at everybody. But like, who's <laughs> go he back mad and listen to this episode of our show. And yeah, you he was what it is so mad at us. His laser but I mean, my anger. question with him is: Is he mad? What's he angry at about for this? You know, about this Super Bowl? What can you be angry about at all? I mean, well, my I boyfriend mean, is a huge Patriots that's fan, right. he is. which is like such a deal breaker, you know. Yeah, so I mean, like, I go you... into the relationship knowing he's a cheater. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> At least I have, you know, I have a heads up. I mean, and he goes in the relationship having videotaped you on other dates. <laughs> yes. Matt Walsh was videotaping <laughs> you on your other dates. He knew. He, he knows, knows your he system. Knows. He knows your moves. Exactly. Yeah, it's easy to score on you. Why is it so easy to score on you? He knows exactly. Why are we writing more tags to it? Just we're writing. Writing tags to your That's relationship. Great. I didn't even no, know. but are you? I hope you do this in your act. You I, should definitely talk. I about don't this do one. that whole thing. I Will you please that. do that? Oh, come on, add these jokes to you. I want he's you to add. These. Yeah, he's videotaped. He videotaped me with one. other partners. Okay, <laughs> unknowingly, mm-hmm. he wasn't supposed to. Yeah, he knows all my schemes. Yeah, he uh, knows everything. He's. I'm very. He said to me when he first met me that I'm very easy to score. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's got to be like a comeback. Uh, yeah, you got to come twenty eight to three or something. Yeah, but he so so. So he's a huge Patriots fan, and there's nothing you can do about it. No, there's nothing I can do about it at this point. Do you support him, or what do you? Do? I mean, I don't the even best know. thing is that he's a bigger Celtics and Red Sox fan and Syracuse basketball than yeah. he is Patriots. Okay, okay. so thank so you God. can tell him to tamp that down. You're allowed yeah. to get excited about, and you're not like a Hawks fan. I mean, no, not mm-hmm. really. I don't really like basketball. Did we ever tell our Dominique Wilkins story? What? We oh, did. we have a Dominique Wilkins brother, brother story. story. Dominique Wilkins' brother, <laughs> but it wasn't like the other. <laughs> it wasn't the other brother who was like who played. No, it was. This was another. It was Wilkins like a random brother. Wilkins. Yeah, yeah like right. one of the Wayans that we've never met. Like yeah, exactly. Shmuley Wilkins. Yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Shmuley. Like, I'm even, sure that's even what it was. Even Cooper Manning has a higher profile than, than this, this Wilkins. Wilkins. All right. <laughs> so we were. <laughs> so we were in a movie called My Baby's Daddy, uh, nominated for three Oscars. Uh, um, no, Anthony Anderson. Eddie Griffin and Michael oh. Imperioli, and we played Michael Imperioli from The Sopranos, who was phenomenal. Was, Such a good dude. We spent time in Toronto, like four weeks on this movie, and we there got, was that time where we were like, we we're going to throw a party. a party in the apartment that they were because they mistakenly us. gave us a bigger apartment in a shitty hotel that was like around the corner from like a whorehouse, and <laughs> we're like, we're going to throw a huge party. We're going to invite everyone in the cast and the crew to come. The only person who showed up was Tiny Lister, you know that giant black dude from The Fifth Element who like oh. always looks like he's going to beat somebody. Up, like, I think so. so he yeah. showed up and we did, and he showed up and just talked about God all night with his like right. tiny Asian girlfriend. I'm yeah. like, do you break her in half? What, what is happening? going on over there? All right, so so we so myth. It's a myth. We're going to the CD release party of this because in the movie, Randy and I play a white rapping duo. Mm-hmm. Of it was course. originally just one white rapper, but we came in an audition. Mm-hmm. We got it. So is a white rapping duo called what were we called? Um, Double Barrel. Double Barrel. Because we're, we're hot and black, black on the inside. inside. Okay. That's right. <laughs> So so we we came in and like we like recorded a song with like these guys I don't know what their name was but they were I don't know these these guys legit rap producers and they helped legit. us re- record a song for the album and we had a song in the movie and then they wanted us on the night of the CD release party they wanted us to get on stage and rap and rap the song from the movie oh, along with all the other people who sang in the we did they were like female like SWV like uh. singing groups and right. like they, that could actually like, legitimately like, do their thing. Like we're comedians, we're right. not rappers, and like <laughs> so we're backstage. And, oh uh, God! And Dominic Dom- Wilkins' brother comes in the green room, 
And he goes, hey, y'all, I saw you guys in the movie. That's great. He's like, well, we got a line of, of clothes. And oh, I didn't know what you were going to say. A line of cocaine. Of cocaine. <laughs> no, you got a line of clothes that, I, that we want you to uh, check out. And you guys should put it on. You should wear it for the performance. And we're like, all right, we don't really have, like, oversized, like, and that's kind of the joke of the characters. Right. So that they're like these Dominique Wilkins, like, knockoff Atlanta Hawks 21 jer- giant jerseys. Oh Wasn't he number 21? Yeah. And so. Good memory. So we're, so we're backstage, and he gives them to us. He's like, yeah, man, enjoy this. Gerald Wilkins is the brother that played. This was not Gerald Wilkins. No, anyway, it's another Wilkins. I just so, finally came to me. So we get on stage, and Randy and I have not rehearsed this song. Oh, Enough. Oh, which okay. is we did it like once, once or, or twice on a run through. It's at like Hollywood and Highland yeah. where they do the Oscars. But uh, there's like a thousand people in this in this party. Thousand people, and we had some friends who came and like they were down front for us. No one's down front. It was like the movie. Yeah, and we and we start rapping it, and we're terrible, and we're off, and we can't catch up to the beat. And we, <laughs> I mean, it's like it was so unbelievably <laughs> embarrassing. I was waiting for someone on the record to be like. On the scratch, it was Put the needle on the record. The need take the needle off the record is what people were <laughs> like, saying. We're we've right. had bad sets. We all have had oh, yeah. bad sets of comedy, and you walk off stage going like, "Okay, here's what didn't work," and and this maybe is what we can fix better next fault. time. Maybe it's the audience. There, maybe it's us. Like, here's what we can fix for next time. There was no fixing. Right, there, this. You don't get a second chance. We're not good. We have to, no rap career to rap at the rap party. No, right? So we get off stage. We go back into the green room, and Wilkins' brother. Shows up in the green room. It's deathly quiet. And there are like lots of people in there and no one's saying a word to us. We're like the 12th person on the bench who just like gave a turn. We're like Brian Scalabrini's brother. All right. So we're sitting on the edge of the thing and he peeks his head and he's like, I'm going to need them shirts back. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> we had to slowly sh- take off these, these shirts, shirts that and he have gave to us. give them back, which, by the way, I'm glad I've uh, never I worn it another time. But we definitely did not earn those Wilkins knockoff jerseys. But uh, so you're not a, you're uh, not a Hawks fan. No. Can you adopt the Celtics and just root for them with him? Is that like something yeah, you can do? I don't mind. Yeah, yeah I went. We uh, we went to see the Celtics play the Lakers when mm-hmm. they. We were in town, mm-hmm. and then we went to the All Star Game. Yeah, this, how was that? That was fun. really fun. So your boyfriend, though, that's a Black Super Bowl, man. It was it real is. fun. It is the Black Super it's Bowl. It's a Black Super it's Bowl. It's like the freak. All of celebrities come yeah. out. Tons of celebrities come out for it. It's so fun. And then Black Comedy rose in the vent. Like it was like Chris Rock, Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle. Like yeah. they were all sitting together. I, by the way, that is essentially like comedy royalty at this point. Oh yeah. Right now you think of who is like on top of the game. Right. Yeah. It's, it's all those I'm like, people. sorry, Nothing. LeBron, you're not the king tonight. I know. I know. Is you know what I mean? Like uh, they're all out to like, so in the, so you're there and you saw the All Star Game. Mm-hmm. Can you put into words like how there are many stars in the league right now? Durant, without a doubt. Curry. Steph Curry, without a doubt. James Harden, without a doubt. Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook without a doubt. Blake Griffin, in my opinion, without the Greek uh, freak. Greek freak. Lots of stars. Nobody is a bigger star than LeBron. Am I right? He is the biggest. I would say that he's hmm. Durant. I think he's I think still Steph the guy. Is like St- I feel like Steph is like becoming bigger because he is so much more relatable to little kids. Little you kids know, love because him. Li- My son loves him. Yeah, because they all loves are him. like, he's little, I'm little, yeah. I can, I'm going to be able, I could be a basketball player. Like, he's he gets half white, hope. I'm half white. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mostly white. Yeah, no, no but, there, but there is a moment. Like, this, like, he this, makes it, like he's like messy. You know, like the soccer player. Not he's not messy. Oh, as Leonel Messi. Yeah. No, no, no. But I will say, Messi this. is like five nine, five ten. Mm-hmm. 
So for every regular person out there who's like, I'm not six foot six. I'm not. Yeah. All I can say is I went to Clippers Golden State game and they got Clippers got blown out. But Golden State, it was when Steph, his first game back and he scored like 48 points. Every time he touched the ball, there was excitement in the mm-hmm. air. Like it was a different feeling in the room. Now I'm assuming that LeBron still has that as well. Oh, but, I'm sure LeBron still but has that. Every as well. time Steph touched it, it was like, oh, he's gonna shoot. He's gonna shoot from way back there. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna fake the shot. And now he's going to the rack, and right. it's like insane every single time. I just don't think like the common person can understand how incredible LeBron is. Yeah, that's the only problem. Is like because. We know because we're sports fans that LeBron gets better at something different every mm-hmm. year. Yep. And he is a dynamic player. Whereas Steph is not going to dunk the ball. No. You know, he's a three point shooter, he, pretty and he, much. And he steps across half court and, and he's, he's in range. And he's great to dribble. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's an incredible dribbler. So, like, pretty good defender, too. I he's think become he's better. just more popular right now because. Right. LeBron's so been good. around longer. It's, that's right. New flavor. A, a new flavor. I mean, but think about LeBron, okay? Gronk, as we talked about before, 6'7", 260, mm-hmm. maybe. 250. I think he's a little lighter because he can move really well. And he's runs the – it's like impossible to cover, throw the ball up, and he gets it. LeBron is 6'8", 245. <laughs> okay, so he's an inch t- – so as athletic and great as Gronk, dominating as he is. can jump like probably like four or six inches higher than Gronk. Mm-hmm. So that means you could just lob it over the. He could be in a. He could be an NFL. He could be the greatest be the best of all time. Yeah, like oh, immediately step in the league yes. and be the best that there is. Yes. Probably not a great blocker, but you never know. You but never he also know. wouldn't settle for anything but the best. Exactly That's right. what I like about him so That's much right. as an athlete. And he gives back. He's like, he's gotten political lately, which I think is dope. I like love he is it. just like he's like dunking on everybody. Yep. Like Duncan it doesn't on, even matter. Dunking on Lauren Ingram, Ingram or whatever, or whatever dumbass dumb name is. is. Uh, <laughs> no, that's right. That's right. We can't even remember it. But uh, yeah, he is he is figuratively dunking on people and literally mm-hmm. dunking on fools, which which I think is great. And you know, again, we talked about at the beginning. We don't need to get into it again. But it, he does have a mouthpiece, and people follow him. Yeah. Unlike Barkley, he's like, I want to be a role model. Yeah. I actually he wants it. I will take right. this mantle. Having not having had one when he was growing up, or not having mm-hmm. had a father around when he was growing up, he's like, I'm going to be that role model. Yeah. Yep. So I, I don't begrudge him in that at all. And so I, I truly, I thought, okay, this all star game is kind of cool the picking of the teams is kind of cool and yeah, will we I see that like will we see that in other leagues maybe that could oh, be man. great yeah. well you know what that would be really fun there's a, be fun? There's a thing yeah. with basketball where it almost feels more organic like a pickup about game. pickup games you think about mm. pickup games you think about yeah like, there's no pickup hockey it feels like basketball is trying to lean more towards when it wants to have fun like the and one mixtape tour, tour, the Sprite and one mixtape mm-hmm. tour, where it's just fun and the announcer's involved in the game and calling the every time someone makes a crazy mm-hmm. move. I mean, the All-Star game was exciting. There was defense. I, I also think in the NBA, a young guy can come in and make a huge impact. Like Donovan Mitchell comes out of yeah. nowhere and like now the Utah Jazz win nine in a row and this guy wins the slam dunk contest and you're like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. And then you find out, oh wait, oh shit, he was in the room as a 13-year-old when LeBron James made the decision. Mm-hmm. When he said, I'm taking my town, like, Donovan Mitchell was in that room as a 13-year-old. How really? crazy is that? Yeah. I just read that. So he was a 13-year-old. Wow. He was in the Boys room. and Girls Club? Yes. That's oh, crazy. And now he's like the sort of this. <laughs> or you think about Lou Williams like the, yeah. for the Clippers. There's a guy who like, 
you know, was in the shadow of everyone. And then all of a sudden they, they clean house and now he has to be the guy. And he steps up and he is that guy. Well, you can always tell how dominant a player is when they get hurt and then what happens to the team after they get hurt. So yeah, how valuable they are. It's like the, that's that whole war thing. Will win, the, will win the above wins above replacement. Will the Braves ever be good again? <laughs> We're in a Speaking rebuilding of... decade. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, all. I don't know. I I really don't know. I mean, I'm assuming yes. They could. Eventually, the Cardinals. Cr- the Cardinals really crushed your dreams in that one game playoff. <laughs> when that was the Braves team that had it. Yeah, that, that, that was the that one that Chipper. Some... Uh, that was was that his retirement game? Yeah, like the last game yeah. that he essentially. That was so hard. And who was the pitcher? Walk? Like Medvit, Medvid, or someone? Forgot, mm-hmm. I forgot. Kevin Medvin. Yeah, uh, he was like twelve and zero, and no one could touch him. And yeah. then the Cardinals tapped him. Did it? Do you? Are you excited about Chipper Jones? Or I mean, is he your guy or no? No, John Rocker's always been my guy. Stop ah, it. I'm not kidding. Stop it. I think he's the great one of the best relief pitchers of all time. Yeah, he was just, just a good guy. Up. He was lights out. He was lights out. He was so out, good he was until I mean, obviously, I don't like him as a person. I know he's a terrible human, but being. he's an incredible pitcher, pick and he was our wild thing. Pick, you Gene Garber, go back and watch Gene yeah, Garber. Go back from there, the early Bruce Suter. <laughs> Gene Garber was no Terry Pendleton was probably my favorite, like batter, batter. Cardinal Dale Murphy, too? I always loved. Did I? Um, Do we tell you like Dale Murphy called into this show? <clears throat> we had him on the show, and then our old show, Cheap Seats. Mm-hmm. We had a, did a Steve Garvey celebrity golf turn and oh, bill nice. fishing tournament. Uh-huh. We made fun of. And on that show, there was a guy who wasn't an athlete, wasn't an actor. His name was Earl Christensen. Earl Christensen, and but they, they only called him Earl, Earl from Toshiba. I guess he worked for the company that sponsored the event. <laughs> okay. And he like caught the biggest fish, and so he was like on camera, and they were like giving him shit. All the uh-huh. actors and the athletes were giving Earl. When you say actors, it was the sheriff from Murder She Wrote. Okay, so also actor- by the way, a bigger credit than we've ever had. It's so true. I can't really not. That's do. right. So Ron Mazak, the king of commercials. But uh, <laughs> so they were giving this guy tons of. Earl, Earl Toshiba. We found out from Dale Murphy that Earl Toshiba. Earl, Earl, his name is not, not Earl Toshiba, Earl, but let's just call it. Earl from Toshiba. Earl's son played baseball in Dale Murphy's son's league, and they were on the same team, and so he knew him. So Dale, who was a fan of Cheap Seats, said, I know Earl Christensen. And I was like, okay, Dale. This is so this is crazy. I was like, Dale, can you? is he in your phone? Can you call yeah. him right now? And he was like, yeah, I can call him right now. <laughs> And then Dale Murphy said, and this is a few years back, he's like, how do you call another right. <laughs> person on the phone? So then we had to explain to three Dale ways. Murphy, how to do. one of the greatest right. center fielders ever to play right. the game, number how three. to three-way how to th- uh, Number just, three, can't do a three-way call. Can't do a three-way call. <laughs> oh, you know, damn. I was at the game where they retired his number at the stadium, and uh, he brought his family. You know, he's Mormon, so it looked like the team was taking the field. <laughs> like, there were so many kids. Yeah, he's like, he's got a lot he of also yeah. loves great music he's a big wilco Wilco fan fan and he's like into that i also uh i mean one of my favorite stories ever from an atlanta brave was dusty baker told me this great story which i told on wriggles picks this week so if you're listening to this and then you subscribe to our show which you don't judge me for telling the same story twice but uh so i was in a thai restaurant in northern california doing a comedy show Mm. obviously what else would you be doing and who walks in with their old white hunting buddies but Dusty, Dusty Baker. Baker. They come from the fort. They're all in camo. They had been hunting together. I'm like, listen, where I'm from, black people don't go hunting with white people. Because you it's don't gonna come end badly. badly. You really don't know. Gonna, someone's going to get Dick Cheney. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Uh, so anyway, he laughed at that, and he's like, "Oh, I remember. I remember living in Atlanta, you know." And I was, and I didn't remember that. And he goes, "Yeah, I didn't want to play for the Braves during because it was during civil rights." But yeah. Hank Aaron was my best friend, mm-hmm. and Hank Aaron's like, "You gotta come. You gotta come." Yep. And so I came and played for the Braves for because of Hank Aaron. And when Hank Aaron hit his seven fifty five, seven fifty seven fifty five, I was on deck. And no, he's seven fourteen when he or seven fifteen, seven fifteen. So he was on deck. That's that, right. So Dusty deck. Baker was on deck, and everyone's screaming and congratulating Hank Aaron. And then Hank Aaron crosses home plate, and everybody in the stadium leaves. And he goes, and I hit a double, and no one noticed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you're not still bitter about that. That's nowhere near the surface. Like, did, he, <laughs> did he end that with damn racists? Uh, it was just I love how he made it about him. I, I love was how like, he well, made it all about him. That's why Dusty. <laughs> Baker's so good. Yeah. All right. Let's. Oh man, I had to go SWV. Right. Oh. I, love, I love the talking before it all starts. I love it. Oh, she isn't. She's not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. We come back. We got quick hits. And I, I'm so happy we have a sports-minded person on this show that can go deep with us because I actually want to just tackle three big things that happened in the last week. Yep. So they're quick hits, but they're big things with our friend Sarah Tiana. She's got a brand-new podcast with uh, Rob Riggle. Called Riggle's Picks. Riggle's Picks. Also, go see her live if she's doing Go see her live and go follow her on Twitter. She is fantastic. Uh, right here, we have the Sklar Brothers, and we'll be back with more View from the Chief Seats right after this. Introducing the new Verizon Business Unlimited plans. Now you can pick a plan for as low as $30 a month per line with AutoPay. Get 5G nationwide, plus massive data capacity, plus spam blocking features. And with Verizon Business Unlimited, you can mix and match the right plans for your business so you get more of what you need and none of what you don't. From Verizon, the network businesses rely on. 5G nationwide available in 1,800 plus cities on most VZ 5G devices. Monthly per line pricing with five plus lines on Biz Unlimited Start. Device payment, smartphone purchase, auto pay, and paper free billing required. Terms apply. Support for this podcast comes from WGU. Do you want a more skilled and effective workforce? Do you want to build loyalty and increase employee retention? A partnership with Western Governors University could be exactly what you need. Over 300 organizations nationwide already count on WGU for valuable education benefits that lead to better prepared and more capable workers. With more than 60 accredited bachelor's and master's programs to choose from and shorter credential programs coming soon, WGU has long been a leader in making quality higher education more accessible. Flexible online learning is the key. Students can fit schooling around their existing schedules and even complete courses and degrees sooner than planned. WGU makes earning a respected degree possible with just a computer and an internet connection. Partner with WGU today to make a smart investment in your company's and employees' future. Learn more at wgu.edu slash partnerships. That's wgu.edu slash partnerships. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, we are the Sklar Brothers. We should mention that we have a movie about poop, and it's in theaters uh, right now. Yes, uh, It may theaters. not be there much longer, so go see it if you're in Atlanta. It is mm-hmm. in Atlanta, Randy. What's the theater? Uh, it is at the... 
Let me check right now. It's in Atlanta. It's in Minneapolis. It's in New York. It's in Kansas, it's in Kansas City. City. It's in San Francisco. It's in L.A., uh, Toronto, and I bet Chicago. you've heard of this. It's in Cleveland. I bet you've heard of this um, movie theater in Atlanta. In Atlanta? You ready? Yeah, yeah. it's a cool At one. At the uh, Plaza Theaters. Oh. the Plaza mm-hmm. Theater, a really cool independent theater. Cleveland Tower City, Chicago at Facets, uh, L.A. at the Lemley Santa Monica, New York City at the Village East, Kansas City, the uh, Screenland Tapcade, uh, San Francisco, the Roxy Theater, Minneapolis, the Imagine Lakeville, and Detroit Cinema Detroit. Uh, and it's available on demand. It's it got an 86 on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, my God, that's great. So, look, here's the deal. Like, you, we, we don't push out there and say support us. You're not going to push way. a poop? We're pushing this movie out. This, this is your chance. If you listen to this podcast, we've been doing this podcast for free forever. We love doing it for free and ever. Advertisers are what pay for it, and that's how we believe something like this uh, should go out there to people. Mm -hmm. But every once in a while, we come forward and we ask you guys to turn around and support something that we've done uh, because it will allow more independent art like this to be made. So go on iTunes, go on Amazon, do it right now, uh, and buy the film and and watch it. I guarantee you it'll be 70 minutes, 69 minutes. Pure fun. Pure, pure you'll fun. laugh. I haven't laughed this hard. You know, it's a lot. It's not just me and Randy. Obviously, it's a lot of funny people, but I haven't laughed this hard in a long time at the movie. So I think you guys will love it. So I've been la- I truthfully have not laughed this hard since I watched the Florida Project. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's get to some let's quick get hits. Some quick hits. Uh, Sarah T, you were at the All-Star Game. So yes. you heard... This version, if we can get it there, if there's no like commercial the icon. Star Spangled Banner, acclaimed <laughs> singer. We're going to break it down. Say say waitress? Actress. I said actress. <laughs> so, and why is this guy holding a thousand? Fergie. Fergie. The announcer sable sounds just like Ari Shafir, by the way. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> okay. Okay. This became. This, this, this part is good. Sort of jazz improvisational thing. Tiana <laughs> just made a face. What are people doing in the crowd while this is happening? Does, We're all are, looking around. Like, <laughs> like, am I the only one that is here? Is everyone making a face like they just smelled something they didn't want to smell? Everyone's no, like making everyone, the, the face that Draymond makes when he's yeah. Yeah, They show Draymond. It's like if the entire stable center could have a who farted face. <laughs> this would be it. But <laughs> Clay Thompson just looking down like he doesn't want to see. No, this this is why players are kneeling down. They're protest. They're protesting this. Yeah. Did you say protesting? They're protesting. They're protesting. Out of protesting. LeBron is trying to keep it together. Chance the rapper is like, no fucking way. Yeah. I didn't get asked to do this. You ain't got no problem. You got no problem with me. <laughs> okay. I mean, th- she's got a great voice. Okay. I'm gonna actually make a case for this song. For it. Ooh, she got a little jazzy on it. Ooh. You know what I mean? At the end is where she really takes yeah. it to a place where you're like, what? What song are we listening it's very to? very sexy. Where, I'm like, where? Yeah, you, an anthem should never be sexy. Are you? <laughs> like, no one's ever described the national anthem for Israel as sexy. Bob? There she goes. Joel Embiid is like, I'm not from here, and I don't claim this place. <laughs> All the Canadians are like, Let, please, please sing O Canada. Dragic is like, thank God I'm not... Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There he is. Draymond. Draymond Green is like cracking up. Banner yet wave. <laughs> Draymond Green cannot <laughs> hold it together. He cannot. And watch the, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel losing his shit. Like trying to keep it together. 
by the way. Cheers. Can't do that. Can't do that. I'd like to see people do that. Okay, Steph Curry, again, cracks up like nobody's business. All right? Okay, so it it felt like what was the... All right, she no, didn't you don't to need say to say that. that. No one ever Kidoki. says let's play. No one ever says let's play some basketball. Let's There's, play some, some of the baseball. Let's play some basketball. That <laughs> okay. sounds like the a song, like a lost song from that one Disney animated show about New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was that movie? You mean about the girl, the princess, was, yeah. and the frog? Tiana. Yeah, Princess Tiana. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So it did. It did feel Do like. You want to know Disney my theory? Yes. You guys want to know my theory? Uh, of course, okay. Sarah. Sure. I think. Where have the Black Eyed Peas been recently? Have, they have mean, not come out with new albums. No. Okay. <laughs> so I think they have been playing a healthy diet of Florida-based rich people bar and bat mitzvahs. Okay. <laughs> when you do that, I mean, imagine mm-hmm. Sarah, if you were just mm-hmm. like you—the only thing you perform are corporate gigs. Are corporate? Like, <laughs> you do a year yeah, yeah. or two years right. full of corporate gigs. You have to take all your material that you know to be one way and then shift it into no edgy jokes. You got to make it just all about Motorola and all right. about this. So thing they're not playing. Thing. Let's get retarded. They're playing. Let's get it, it started. started. You right. understand? So. There, so you've now gone into that mode, and then suddenly you're like, you've got a spot in the original room at the comedy store. <laughs> That's where she was. You're, she, she was she lost. Took the she bar was lost mitzvah. in the bar mitzvah. She took the bar mitzvah style and brought it. And the problem is, they sang in their song, uh, you know, raise the glass. They said not raise the glass, but something Mazel Tov. They said Mazel Tov in the song, oh, which yeah. means Mazel you're going to get booked at so many bar and bar mitzvahs. So in that way, this is how you know this is a bad rendition. This is the kind of thing that. Your mom or our mom would say it sounds amazing. That was good. That was good. I liked it. Loved it. And you're Different. like, yeah, I liked it. I mean, it. remember when Whitney your mom's you- like sewing your bandanas? <laughs> I liked it. I loved Sarah. It. I thought I- it was in- inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> remember when Whitney Houston sang the national yes. anthem at the 1992 Super Bowl? That? We played that here. That is unbelievable. Ooh. You cannot top that national anthem. Like after she finished that, I was like, "This woman is gonna die in a bathtub." That <laughs> that's how good that anthem is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is die in a bathtub good. Right, that is definitely a lot of water All right, for what Houston else you got? again. All right, uh, so, that, I mean, I just felt like, listen, you, you hire there. Fergie, you get. Fergie. That's right. Okay, so don't you be complaining <laughs> about right. what Fergie do to the anthem. You gonna get a Fergie sandwich? You gonna get a Fergie sandwich, whether you want it or not. She you, has a. She you has can't a order lyric. roast beef and and get and expect, expect a salad. You she know? has a lyric in her song that says, "I be up in the gym just working on my fitness." <laughs> so you have to take that lady, and you want her to sing the national anthem. By the way, she that, won't make it freaky. I'm just gonna say that's very sexy. Lady. Um, <laughs> All right. I don't know. Like She'd I said, it's a black Super Bowl. It's a very difficult room. Oh, yeah. Why was so she doing it? So that's also difficult. That's, you got to put Nicki Minaj room. up in there. Yeah, oh. There's a reason Kevin Hart did the intros. Yeah, so he, so in my opinion, what like to me, this would be the perfect place to bring back Lauren Hill. Ooh. 
You know I mean, Lauren Hill. Oh she God. would definitely not be on time, but she would be. Exactly. She would kill it. Mm-hmm. Just and then she's just notoriously the, at, four hours in the late. middle of the, the song. Just she just out. explains why she was in <laughs> in late on her taxes. That would be amazing. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I feel bad. I don't feel like Fergie should have had to apologize. She should not have to apologize. I actually will her. say God it's a little something different. Trying. We hear the same damn anthem every time, and I, I appreciate it for her for going right, out. What else you got right? Uh, vacating wins in Louisville. The Louisville, <laughs> you know, Rick Pitino. Hookers, uh, hookers frank, frank. went down on him and took him down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, love it. So, what do they do with the batter? Do they take it down? I and say you they t- did take it down. You well, take it down, and then you turn oh. it into tablecloths that they then put at the <laughs> Italian restaurant where he banged that chick for 15, <laughs> 15 seconds. seconds. 15 seconds of fame. How come she hasn't written that book, 15 Seconds of Fame? <laughs> That's a great title She probably for a signed book. a non-disclosure. Yeah, 15 Seconds of Fame. That's probably what the title is. 15 t- Seconds gonna be, of Infamy. That's yeah. going to be the title of my book now. I'm 15 steal. Seconds of Freedom. Well, here's the thing. PEDs are not allowed, right? Uh-huh. And I feel like young boys having sex with strippers is a performance-enhancing drug. Yeah, well, in a way, gives you the confidence, you confidence that you yes. that is in many ways an aphrodisiac that can be considered. Mm-hmm. Sure. There are pheromones released. Things yes. get released. Would make me want to sign. Activate. Yeah, I mean, look, Activate. you can't listen. We could all sit here and say the NCAA is just a duplicitous, right. terrible organization that does not. I, you don't get us started. We think all the money that is generated by college athletes should go into an escrow account that continues to earn money that when you graduate, you receive that money. So, therefore, if you are a superstar player who leaves early you never get it. the NBA. That goes back to the other players. That goes back to mm-hmm. the other players. Right. So, good for you. You already made your money in the NBA. That's what you're doing. You already made your money in the NFL. You already made your money in baseball or hockey, whatever. You made well, let's say money. you think you should go and you go out and then you come back and you're like, that was a mistake and you come back and graduate. Then you get your money again. Get your money. Mm-hmm. But all that money, it is not good. So, that bothers me that, like, the players Ugh, aren't paid. I know. In, in a certain way. I mean, they're trying to, I guess, preserve something. But... I mean, yeah, they're trying to preserve their own. They're they're preserving their own ass. But is vacating the win because really Michigan doesn't Michigan played against them in that championship game? But I don't Trey Burke clean block. Yeah, sure. But they they don't they don't really get to raise a banner at Michigan, do they? They don't. don't No, they won't. They won't. They They won't won't get to raise a banner. even remember like it's from 2013 right 2013 yeah yeah we remember it because michigan's our team but but the point is that like is that the best way to punish the school no because you know what those guys are gone those guys are gone the teams are gone the games were played for whatever reason it it was bruce pearl keeps getting jobs how does bruce pearl bruce pearl was like in trouble at iowa Iowa, he was at iowa and then he was at tennessee Tennessee. and then he got out of there and then he went into the broadcast booth and now he's at auburn all of a sudden auburn's like 24 and 2 and you're like when did auburn get so good at bad oh bruce pearl's there yeah so So, bruce pearl and his bag man came and all of a sudden like these top-notch blue chip recruits starting ending up down there and this team that auburn that could never win 12 games in the season i mean auburn hasn't been good since barkley played that's it i mean there is really no can you tell me one great i mean i'm sure there have been decent ones that have made the tournament but but you're this is not you know a basketball powerhouse yeah and so bruce pearl is someone who just so why not send a message to the institutions don't don't hire this guy. So don't hire Rick Patino. Right. You're gonna, you know, yeah. if you so how do you do that? You gotta like slap 
fuck the shit out of the school. You know what I mean? Like, get, get yeah, them Yeah, you certainly money. can't punish the players that are there now, you know, or like you any can't, other. You can't, but you what you, you can, can what do you is can you can say, say you, you guys, guys don't, can't them. plan the postseason. You guys get no scholarships. No, no scholarships, and you can't plan the postseason. So all those kids will transfer. Right. And the program sinks down, and it is what it is. And it's so like, you hey, man, the- you made the mistake by covering up for this guy. And, I mean, it is mm-hmm. institutional on every level. Like, you think about what's happening in Michigan State. You're like, institutional. Mm-hmm. And D'Antonio just got another contract. And what's insane is I heard people at Michigan State were upset about the fact that in the outside the lines thing, they felt like it was lumped together, the Larry Nasser stuff and the sexual assault stuff by the players. And I was like, you know, it's not lumped together. No one mistook. Nobody thought that Michigan State football players were performing uh biological exams on young female athletes. No. no. Unless you're an idiot, you didn't put those two stories together. What they were saying was this entire institution has a problem of covering up mistakes and problems. That's all they were saying, and in that case, they can put it together, but come on. Don't tell me that Izzo's a guy of character. Don't tell me that D'Antonio's a guy of character it, until this whole investigation is done. Until we know exactly what they've done. If they come out smelling fine, then you can say, alright, fine. Yeah, but, but I, I, this is where I think you got to punish the institutions. Yeah. And literally lay it down on them and be like, look, you want to get in bed with this person? You're you're taking a huge Colleges risk. Colleges cover up so much in, in every facet. I mean, this is like the Me Too movement in yeah. some ways. If we're going to un- we're gonna pull back this carpet, you're going to see a lot of shit under there. It's going to get real bad. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Speaking of getting bad, uh, <laughs> Mark Cuban over the weekend or this past week like went on. Whose podcast? Dr. J's podcast? Mark Cuban did. And, Dr. J has yeah, a podcast. Yeah, Dr. J has a podcast. He does not know how to put to it me, Dr. J and Dr. Laura, they call it the doctors. <laughs> I wish Dr. J's podcast was all like WebMD stuff. You know right. what I mean? It was just him. Is that like, Yeah, he's yeah, like, like Steve Agee. doing Agee's. exams on random women. Yeah, no. It's him, Steve Agee, and Busy Phillips. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Mark Cuban on, this pod, on Dr. J's podcast talked about sitting around with the Mavericks players and said uh, and saying to them guys we tanked the last year and a half we can't do that anymore okay so he fine you want to say that to your players and be honest with your players and have the type of relationship where you're a player's owner and you're sort of that guy fine you cannot say that to Dr. J that then we'll get out to the public can you even say it to Dr. Laura can I I mean what do you mean you can't tell uh, the world that, that you, you tanked Oh, do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, like, because you're saying that it. You're, th- then there's something you're like not caring about your that the team isn't playing well because they're actually on purpose because they want to get draft picks. Can't do that. Can't do that. Like, oh, he so kind of basically admitted that the Mavericks were tanking to get better draft picks. Oh, on a I thought you used to say we're saying like we sucked last year. We have to do better. Well, I think he'll try and spin it that way, but the way it came out, and certainly the way it sounded like he intended to when he was talking to his players, is like, guys, we can't tank anymore. Which is right. like, that's whoop, not whoop, good. Whoop. <laughs> you can't tank <laughs> at all. Like, right. get rid of don't the be anymore. tanking nothing. But it's not illegal, right? It's it not. Is. Ali- it is illegal to tank. It's now illegal it to shave points, and it's illegal to. So if you are actively not playing to win, that's in some Pete Rose territory. Because what if people have money on it? And oh, then, yeah, like, what for if you're sure. connected that way? Like, there's. I thought that that was the whole thing with everybody always sitting all their players like two weeks before the playoffs and like the end of the season. Well, like... that's not tanking because you've got play. I mean, that is certainly affecting the outcome of the game. But if both teams are doing it, then that's a different story. I don't think you should be allowed to do that either. Like, I think you should. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I, I think know. everybody's got to play every game. People pay money to go see. Like, if you paid money, let's say you paid money to see the, like, the... Uh, yeah, the Cavs and the, the Cavs Warriors. The and the Warriors, and none Everyone of the guys sits. <laughs> like, what are we... Why did that's I do my, this? That's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody <laughs> sits. No, uh, yeah. No, that wouldn't be fun. You wouldn't to... be owed down with that as a fan. That's a, that's a knock on the fans. It is. Uh, it's a right. knock on the fans. The, the podcast is Riggle's Picks, and Sarah's a key part of that. Um, yeah. Go see her live. Any live shows coming soon? Um, well, I mean, in March I'll be in La Jolla. And then, sorry, I had to cancel some shows. I have a ton of, I'll be in Nashville in April. Good. And uh, Indiana. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Bloomington, you're going to? Bloomington, uh, Indiana. Great. Comedy Attic. Club. Phenomenal. You're yeah. going to do great there. Go see Sarah Tiana. And they can go to where? SarahTiana.com. That's Sarah with an H. Tiana with a Tiana. Uh, like the princess. Like the princess. Like the, like the New Orleans princess. <laughs> Uh, thanks for coming by. I love. I just love talking sports with you. It's really one of thanks my favorite things to me. do, and just hanging out. All right, this is Middle America. Steve Malcolmus and the Jicks. Really beautiful song that he wrote, and I'm love so happy it. they have a new album. Uh, we'll be back right after this with a special guest, you from the Cheap Seats. Stay with us. Crush me back to where I All right, guys, welcome back to the show. I love Sarah Tiana. She makes me happy. Um, thank you guys for listening. Go see Poop Talk, the movie. Before we get out of here, we got a voicemail from our old buddy, Nick Cage. Oh, yeah. And He's he at the Olympics. In. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Um, like he could have swam there, maybe. I don't know. Maybe no, he's stationed in North Korea making another movie. Who knows? He, he could be making his next There's movie. There's only North- one way to find out, and that's to listen to his voicemail. Check it out. Jason, Randy, get at me. What's up? It's me, Nicholas Cage. What is it going? You doing? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Guys, I'm so amped right now. I'm here in South Korea, and I'm enjoying every minute of the Olympics. You know, I say I don't give two shits that they had to clear out 58,000 trees to make room for the downhill skiing. Guess what? Cage in skiing. Boom. And I'll tell you guys what gets me more hype than any other Olympic event, in which, of course, of course, if you're talking about things that Nicolas Cage loves in this world, it's my son, Kal-El, the movie Ghost Rider, and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, and, of course, my favorite Olympic sport, which is ice dancing, all right? And I'm talking specifically about ice dancing. I don't mean that fucking fake shit. Um, ice skating, all right? I want the ice dancing. I don't want to see triple lutzes. I want to see people doing elaborate dance moves set to completely conservative and uh, tasteful music, all right? I don't want anything set to Hamilton or, you know, anything like that. I want it to be old, super old, super um, not timely at all. And I love seeing the, the dresses. You know Nicolas Cage would wear like half the things that the female skaters are wearing. I would wear that out to a club in Romania and not give two shits about it. All right, guys, so you guys keep watching the Olympics. Go America, go Romania, go Estonia. Let's keep this fucking thing rocking all the way. I want the Olympics to go on for the next five years. I'm really excited. All right, baby. So, yeah, just... um. Yeah, the Olympics. It's pretty cool. All right. Bye, guys. Be well. I don't know if he's watching the same Olympics. Uh, 
Is he watching the same Olympics that we're watching? I'm just grateful that he's that he's calling into our show. I'm uh, surprised he didn't call it the Olympic. Yeah, you know I mean, like just dropping one letter from it. I don't know. The Olympic would be great if he just kept referring to it as the Olympic. We're the Sklar brothers. This We're the Sklar been, brother. This has been viewed from the cheap seats. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for checking out Poop Talk the movie. Uh, and we'll uh, hey, guess what? We're in Rochester tonight. Yes, if you're in upstate New York and you're a fan of ours, Buffalo, nearby Rochester, Syracuse. I don't even know how far Syracuse is. Come to the club in Rochester, comedy at Carlson. It is a phenomenal club. Our buddy Nate Fridson is with us. This is afternoon Youth Lagoon. Enjoy it as we go to break. As we go out for the show. Yeah, go out. It's not a break. This is the break till the next break episode. Till the next episode. There we go. Punch till the Waterfalls. next episode. We are out. Squad Brothers, Punch Waterfalls. Oh.